Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as breaking news. JP Morgan CEO criticized for Bitcoin ETF role amid the anti-crypto comments he just recently made. Talk about a hypocrite and quoting Max Kaiser, all 13 Bitcoin cash in, cash out ETFs are playthings for Wall Street market manipulators. The price of the Bitcoin ETFs and therefore the price of Bitcoin will be in the hands of Jamie Dimon until a few more Michael Saylor show up and take delivery of actual Bitcoin. Also in today's show, breaking news, U.S. prosecutors declare Sam Bankman freed will not see a second trial as they just drop the majority of the charges. Surprise, but not surprise at the same time. Also in today's show, Bitcoin spot ETF Bitwise closes their ranks with $200 million and their seed fund. Let's go. And speaking of ETFs, we got BlackRock, Van Eck, and Valkyrie all filing last minute Bitcoin ETF amendments. Also, I'm going to be sharing with you breaking news. Uh, January 2nd or January 3rd, ETF issuers may get the green light to be cleared for launch. This is according to Reuters, which ultimately means just in a few days, we can get that ETF green light sending the price action parabolic. So let's go. Also in today's show, I'm going to be sharing 1 million Bitcoin buy order. God candle is a done deal. According to the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Geyser. That's right. He recently tweeted, these two are teaming up to make Larry Fink, aka BlackRock, and Michael Saylor look like peanuts with a buy order of 1 million Bitcoin and a $100,000 Bitcoin God candle. Send it and let's go. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is December 30th, 2023. I'm your host, JV, and today is podcast episode number 1507. Can you believe it? That's right. And we have a lot to cover. So let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. You should be able to see Coin360 on your screen. We got Bitcoin in the green up 1% on the day, trading above 42,600. Looks like it's going to recapture here 43, hopefully during today's live stream. Let me know. We have Ether correcting, but maintaining above 2300. We have XRP in the green, BNB in the green, Cardano in the green, ICP, one of the top gainers, up 17%. And also Bitcoin Cash up 6.4%. And zooming out on the monthly to get a more broader perspective of where we're at, we still got Bitcoin up almost 13% on the month. Uh, we have Ether up 14%, BNB up 40%, XRP, the most modest gains of the top cryptos, only up 3% on the monthly. Solana been killing it, up 76%, and AVAX leading the pack up over 91%, and also got Cardano up 60%. 
and checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the crypto market cap sitting at 1.66 trillion, roughly half the all-time high we achieved back in November of 2021, which surpassed 3 trillion. We got about 47 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance back on the rise at 50.1%, with Ether dominance at 16.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, ICP up 17%, FTT, that's Sam Bankman Freed's token. Now that they dropped six of those charges against him, his token is pumping. You can't make this ish up in this clown world, fam. Up 12% on the day. We got Ordi up almost 11%. Below that, Casper, Iota, and Teller. Let me know which altcoins in particular you're most bullish on for this bull run in the comments below. I greatly appreciate that. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 68 in greed. Yesterday, 65. Last week, a 70. And last month, a 74 in greed. So there you have it. My crypto fam, how do you feel we're likely to finish off this year of 2023 in this month of December? Let me know your honest thoughts in that live chat. But anyways, we still got a lot to cover. So let's dive into our next story of the day and just discuss a little Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts, some technicals and see where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. So here we go. First and foremost, you should be able to see here, uh, Bitcoin stopped at 43 Gs. Ever since last weekend, the Bitcoin price failed to decisively overcome 44,000. The asset has struggled to maintain its momentum, started losing value at the start of the business week, which resulted in a price drop to 41,600 on Tuesday. The bulls came out of the hiding at this point, propelling an impressive leg up that pushed the asset to just shy of 44,000 a day later. However, this move was short-lived with Bitcoin Bitcoin quickly retracing by over a grand. Friday saw another push that brought Bitcoin to just over 43 Gs. Yet the scenario repeated and the bears drove Bitcoin down to 41,300 for the first time since December 18th. And as of now, the Bitcoin is trading a few hundred dollars above that level, but its market cap had slipped to 815 billion dollars. Now, I personally think that's wild that Bitcoin as an asset class is still less than a trillion, but mark my words, it won't be this way for long. And as high as that market cap continues to climb, the price is going to alongside it. So keep that in mind. Its dominance over the alts has taken a breather, but it's still just above, actually at the time of this recording, just above 50%, according to coin market cap. It was yesterday just shy of 50. It was like 49.9%. And checking out some of the technicals from TradingView, just to get a perspective of where we're at on the daily. You can see right now there's eight sell signals. There are nine neutral and nine buy. And as far as oscillators are concerned, there's two sell, eight neutral and one buy. And as far as moving averages, there's six sell signals, one neutral and eight buy signals. So there you have it. Let me know how many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto. And again, let me know where you feel will likely end this month and this year of 2023. It's been a hell of a year to say the least. I think 2024, 2025, we can see a repeat of 2016, 2017, potential 10x. Who knows? Samson Mao is still very bullish that we can still surpass a million dollars per coin off of the back of the ETF approvals. In January, he said it can happen in as little as days or weeks. So I know, I'd love to know your thoughts. And again, he just made some very bullish predictions on his X timeline. I'm going to be covering those 
towards the end of the show. But anyways, fam, I love chatting it up, but we still got a lot to share. So here's the latest news with Jamie Diamond and JP Morgan Chase, the firm that paid over $38 billion in fines for things like money laundering and spoofing precious metal markets. And let's not forget, JP Morgan Chase was the uh, banker for Ep. And I'll let you finish that guy's last name because I don't even want to mention it on YouTube because of you already know the gatekeepers out here. But you know that one slimy mofo nobody likes? Yeah, that guy. Ep. Yeah, you know. But anyways, family, uh, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon is being criticized by the crypto community after being named an authorized participant by BlackRock, which dropped its updated Form S1 filing yesterday, December 29th. Commenting on the BlackRock Amendment, Bloomberg ETF analyst Balchunas uh, shared the following. BlackRock just dropped its updated S1, and it does name the APs Jane Street. Interesting, because that's where Bankman Freed and Caroline Ellison met, and JP Morgan. Kind of ironic, don't you think? <laughs> now, an authorized participant is an organization with the right to create and redeem shares of an ETF. BlackRock's updated filing named James Street and uh, JP Morgan Securities authorized participants in its proposed Spot Bitcoin ETF app. However, Diamond hasn't endorsed Bitcoin publicly. Well, he sure has behind the scenes because he purchased up a mass amount for his trading desk. Uh, quoting John Deaton here, how about the uh, Senator Warren, Jamie Diamond's JP Morgan is involved with Bitcoin, despite its only use case serving terrorists, drug cartels, and other criminals. Or maybe you and Jamie Diamond are simply gaslighting the American public Bingo was his name, Bo. You already know. In a December 6th hearing with the U.S. Uh, Senate Banking Committee on Oversight of Wall Street Firms, how many of you watched that? It was earlier in the month. Diamond told several U.S. lawmakers that if he had the authority in government, he would shut down crypto, claiming Bitcoin and crypto's only true use case is to facilitate crime. Very interesting, coming from a criminal himself. Now, crypto pundits have quickly pointed out the hypocrisy of J.P. Morgan as an authorized participant in BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF. Perhaps money laundering, tax evasion, criminal participation, and drug trafficking is their business as well. Good point. If BlackRock wants to do all that, then fine. But how can JP Morgan do all that after telling Congress and Warren that it is what it's used for, said Sonny Poe. Now, pro-XRP lawyer Deaton also expressed skepticism about Senator Elizabeth Warren's stance on Bitcoin and pointed out that Diamond's JP Morgan is willing to be involved with Bitcoin despite negative associations with criminals. Now, Deaton questioned whether this was an attempt to mislead the public or engage in gaslighting. Clearly all the above. I think there should be consequences for lying to the public. How can you weeks ago claim that it's only for criminals and then be partnered with BlackRock, the largest asset manager for their spot Bitcoin ETF? There should be consequences. What are your thoughts? Despite being deeply opposed to the digital asset sector, JP Morgan recently launched its crypto token. Interesting. JPM coin on a private version of the Ethereum blockchain for its institutional client base. The bank also rolled out a blockchain-based tokenization platform back in October with BlackRock as one of its clients. It also contributed to a $65 million funding round for Ethereum infrastructure firm Consensus back in April of 2021. Now, here's what Max shared, and I respect uh, Max's insights and hold them dearly. Here's what he shares. All 13 Bitcoin cash-in, cash-out ETFs are playthings for Wall Street market manipulators. The price of the Bitcoin ETFs and therefore the price of Bitcoin will be in the hands of Jamie Dimon until a few more Michael Saylors show up and take delivery of actual Bitcoin. 
He also shared here, number one, Bitcoin ETF buyers own fiat Bitcoin that can disappear at the push of a button. So you've been warned. Number two, Bitcoin price discovery is seriously impaired now until new whales show up. And self-custody, number three, laws banning self-custody are in the works. The fight continues. And he tweeted that off the back of Preston Pish's uh, tweet. Anyone else stunned at the lack of discussion and concern around Coinbase? Yes, that POS exchange as a primary custodian for all the ETF coins? I'm sorry, not sorry. But if you're buying these ETF products, just know you don't own Bitcoin. Very well said. Yeah, I mean, you don't own it. And Corey chimed in. Several of the ETFs will move custodians soon after the listing. It was just easiest to get approved, saying Coinbase and Preston chimed in. I sure hope so. So what are your thoughts on that? Let me know. And quoting Digital Asset News, good morning. Sorry, Liz. I was kidding when I said Bitcoin and crypto is only good for criminals, and I'd ban it. We are going to be an authorized participant for BlackRock Spot Bitcoin ETF. I know this makes you look bad, but um, yeah, no hard feelings. P.S. Big campaign con uh, contribution coming your way. You already know. So you're looking at a criminal right here that is allowed to get away with his criminal activity. His name is Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond. Now you know. So what are your thoughts uh, surrounding that? The hypocrite. But anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. Discuss the latest with Sam Bankman Freed. They just dropped six of the charges against him. And again, you can't make this ish up. So here's the latest. The headline reads, U.S. prosecutors declare SBF will not see a second trial. Here's the report. Uh, United States prosecutors have reportedly said it is unlikely that the former CEO of the now defunct crypto exchange FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, will see a second trial. According to a Reuters report published yesterday, December 29th, many stakeholders hope to resolve the trial as quickly as possible. Referring to a court filing, prosecutors stated that the public interest weighs particularly heavy here as victims are eagerly awaiting details about compensation for their FTX accounts following its collapse in November of 2022. They also recently revealed people are going to get credited with Bitcoin at the bottom of the market at 16000 versus today's value, which is more shadiness. It's a disgrace, in my opinion. So uh, what's shared here, for me, the second trial was less about how much worse things could get for SBF and more about potentially finding more enablers who deserve to be revealed. And clearly, they're protecting these enablers. What do you guys think? Furthermore, it's stated there wouldn't be enough new evidence to present, as most of the evidence had already been revealed during the first trial. On November 3rd, Bankman-Fried was found guilty of all seven fraud charges by a jury in his criminal trial after just four hours of deliberations. Bankman-Fried was found guilty of two counts of wire fraud, two counts of wire fraud conspiracy, one count of securities fraud, one account of commodities fraud conspiracy, and one count of mon money laundering conspiracy. Meanwhile, Bankman-Fried's request for uh, Four to six adjournments on his sentencing hearing was declined. Judge Lewis Kaplan did not allow any changes to the schedule. He pointed out that the defense did not object to the sentencing date when it was set. It was also outlined that Bankman Fried had already received one extension for filing sentencing submissions. Now, Bankman Fried's sentencing date is scheduled for March 28th, so a few months out, right before the halving in 2024. Now, what's most alarming to me, and I mean, it's all over X right now, remember when uh, Maxine Waters... I love you, Sam. Blowing kisses in the courtroom to Bankman Freed? Why? Why would someone be blowing kisses to him? It means corruption. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust none of these mofos. And I'm not shocked. I mean, I'm angered, but I'm really not that shocked. 
because I had a feeling he was going to get away with these crimes. And I have a feeling the one last charge is being charged with, he may get pardoned by Joe Biden because he donated over $100 million to the Democratic Party. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was the second largest donor to President Joe Biden. And these corrupt mofos take care of one of another. You know what I mean? His parents were clearly connected with Gensler. You know what I mean? So there's all sorts of collusion. And who knows the mess you know I mean, that would be revealed if they did another trial. So it seems they're protecting some higher ups. And uh, what are your thoughts, though, family? Let me know. But anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. We discussed the latest with SBF. Uh, yeah, now let's discuss the latest with this $200 million seed round for the ETF of Bitwise. And how many of you saw the Bitwise ETF commercials with the most interesting man in the world? Let me know. The competition amongst the spot Bitcoin ETF issuers are heating up as the period for a potential approval of these funds draws nearer. Asset manager Bitwise is the issuer currently making waves as it could potentially outrank the world's largest asset manager BlackRock in terms of seed funds for their respective ETFs. Here we go. Bitwise's latest amendment to its S1 filing with the US SEC shows that the asset manager has gotten interest from an investor to have its ETF seeded with $200 million upon launch. That's what's up. That's almost a quarter billy, baby. Uh, Bloomberg analyst Balchunas highlighted its significance as he stated that it blows away BlackRock's initial seed fund of only $10 million. Now, the analysts note that Bitwise actually seeding its ETF with such an amount could be a huge help in the early days of the race. It is believed the SEC is likely to approve the pending ETF applications simultaneously, like a basket of them all at the same time. As such, Bitwise being able to create 200 million of shares could give the asset manager an advantage in terms of meeting demands by clients. That's right. They make a good point here. Bitwise had previously shown its intention to lead the way from the get-go following the release of its Bitcoin ETF commercial. How many of you saw the commercial? Let me know. This move could help the asset manager gain much interest in its Bitcoin ETF even before the launch. That way, the public sees it as the first choice upon launching. Now, clearly, in my opinion, they have the best commercial thus far, but I'm interested to see what type of commercial BlackRock is going to come out with. Shout out to Fresh. I appreciate that super family. And thanks for sending your first super ever on live stream. Much love, much respect. Notably, Bitwise didn't mention who the authorized participant is for the ETF. The AP would act as a middleman between the ETF investor and issuer as they are responsible for creating and redeeming the ETF shares. While Bitwise failed to name its AP, other issuers like BlackRock, however, included it in their latest S1 filing with the SEC, which is JP Morgan Chase and Jane Street. <laughs> now, Bitcoin ETF issuers show their hands in the latest wave of filings. Spot Bitcoin ETF issuers made some notable inclusions, which we're actually going to be discussing. But anyways, fam, we still got a lot to cover. A few more stories before we get into our feature story of the day. So let's discuss the latest with these Bitcoin ETF updates before diving into our feature story of the day with Max Kaiser. And happy Kwanzaa, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, happy Hanukkah, and all that good stuff as well. So here's the latest with the ETF updates, last minute amendments. The headline reads, BlackRock, Van Eck, Valkyrie file for their last minute Bitcoin ETF amendments. This other headline in Vesco, Galaxy, Bitwise, and Wisdom Tree and Fidelity also joined the Bitcoin ETF revision rush. Let's go. Game theory in full effect. Asset managers BlackRock, Valkyrie, and Van Eck submitted amendments, uh, S1 forms to the US SEC yesterday, December 29th, the final day for the SEC to consider them in January 2024. The forms are revisions of their previous apps to create Bitcoin ETFs. Now, Van Eck 
Uh, they just dropped a Bitcoin ETF ad the other day. Let me know if you saw it. I think it's called Born to Bitcoin. Uh, it was pretty cool. But nonetheless, I still find the Bitwise ones to be superior, in my opinion. VanX states in its revised app, financial firms that are authorized to purchase or redeem shares with the trust will deliver only cash to create shares and will receive only cash when redeeming shares. This is in keeping with the preference of the SEC. So this is what the SEC wants. BlackRock's updated filing named Jane Street and JP Morgan securities as authorized participants. And again, Jane Street is where Sam Bankman Freed and Caroline Ellison met and where they came from. And we all know JP Morgan and their CEO, Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond, who has uh, done nothing but bash Bitcoin publicly in front of Congress, you name it, yet they're partnered with BlackRock. Again, you can't make this ish up. BlackRock has already specified that it will use a cash-only model. It was the first user to sell a trade on JP Morgan's tokenized collateral network service back on October 11th. BlackRock first filed for the spot Bitcoin ETF back in June, and Valkyrie filed a week later. BlackRock reps held the meeting at the SEC twice during December, and all, uh, Alternative asset manager Valkyrie was in at least one meeting there this month and commenting on the BlackRock amendment, Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Valchuna says, looks like we have our first horse at the starting gate, possibly referring to the asset manager's chances of being granted the SEC approval. Uh, quoting him from X, BlackRock just dropped its updated S1 and it does name the APs, Jane Street and JP Morgan. Kind of ironic. Look, <laughs> Looks like we have our first horse that is at the starting gate. Now, earlier in the week, Balchuna said he expects the SEC to decide on the outstanding spot Bitcoin ETF filings by January 10th, 2024. If approved, trading would likely commence shortly thereafter, he said. And quick shout out to Fresh. I greatly appreciate your super. He says cash is trash, quoting the legendary billionaire investor, Ray Dalio. Appreciate you, Fresh. Thanks for tuning into the stream, family. Valkyrie also appointed authorized apps in its updated S1, selecting Jane Street Capital and Cantor Fitzgerald. And in addition, StoneX Financial will serve as its lead market maker. Now, BlackRock, VanEck, Grayscale, Bitwise, Wisdom Tree, Invesco, Galaxy Fidelity, ARK Invest, and Franklin, Hashtag, GlobalX, ETFs, and Pando Asset all have submitted their S1 application, Spot Bitcoin ETFs. Now, let's see if there's any new insights here because this article was published shortly after the previous one. Uh, the hopefuls in the race for the Spot Coin ETF waited until the very last minute. And I think they did that strategically so that they don't get copied by the others as my thinking. That's what also Kathy Wood uh, shared. Now, Fidelity, Wisdom Tree, and Invesco announced their authorized apps in their new filings, uh, which is also naming uh, Jane Street. Now, Wisdom Tree has chosen to maintain its in-kind share creation redemption in spite of the SEC's urging them to switch to cash, which is actually interesting. So maybe Wisdom Tree won't get approved in the first basket of the ETFs in January. And in addition, Balchunas noted that the competitors had started a bit of a price war with Invesco Galaxy waiving its fee for the first six months. Again, game theory in full effect. Now, the first $5 billion in assets, Fidelity set its fee to 0.39%. Very interesting. Quoting Balchunas, yes, told y'all the fee war would break out uh, before the starting gun even went off, and it won't ever end. This is normal life in the ETF Teradome, though. The crypto exchange mine cannot comprehend this. There you go. Bitwise has yet to name the authorized participants, but it did note in its S1 that an unnamed party is interested in purchasing up to 200 million in shares for the ETF, which I just broke down for you. And you can see all these major asset managers uh, refiling their uh 
S-1 applications, according to the SEC, so that they can get their approval. The SEC set December 29th as the deadline for their spot Bitcoin ETF S-1 amendments. Grayscale's last submission was a new S-3 filing on December 27th after the resignation of Barry Silbert from the board of directors, which is very interesting and sus. What do you think about that? In the new filing, Grayscale stated it would convert its Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a cash-only spot. Bitcoin ETF, and as Van Eck did earlier the same day, and BlackRock did an earlier revision, Silbert and the digital currency group, DCG, which he is the founder and CEO of, are under SEC investigation. So it seems like a takeover, in my humble opinion. So I'd love to know your thoughts uh, on that, because I find that very, very interesting that they stepped down as CEO. The guy who has been in this waiting for this ETF for the past decade just steps down like a week before the potential approval. What are your thoughts on that? I also find it interesting that, uh, what's his name, CZ stepped down. I feel like this is like a corporate takeover of insiders. What are your thoughts? Now, here's interesting. This just in a few hours ago. The SEC may notify spot Bitcoin ETF issuers as soon as Tuesday or Wednesday that they have been cleared to launch the following week. This is reported by Reuters. So clearly some Reuters insiders have some insights. We may get the approval in a few days. Now, I shared here that would be January 2nd or January 3rd. The ETF issuers may get the green light from the SEC to be cleared for launch. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Do you feel we're likely to get this ETF approval green light here uh, within the next week, potentially? Let me know your honest thoughts. Do you think it'll be January 8th, which would be the following Monday, or do you think it's this upcoming week after the weekend? Let me know. But anyways, fam, without further ado, let's now break into our breaking story of the day and discuss a lot going on here. Very bullish news. Max Kaiser recently tweeted that 1 million Bitcoin buy order God candle is already a done deal. So let's break this baby down, shall we? Let me switch the screen so you can see what I am talking about. Give me one second, family. Here we go. Let me know if you can see the screen here. But first, let me read you some headlines. First headline, Saudi Arabian Salafic cleric writes a fatwa deeming Bitcoin acceptable under Islam. Why is this a big deal? Well, there's over 2 billion people on the planet who practice Islam. So first and foremost, that's why it's a big deal. This other headline reads, Bitcoin asset permissible for Islam, according to the 90-year-old Salafist clerk from Saudi Arabia, confirming it. So they just gave everyone the green light in Islam to purchase Bitcoin. That's a pretty big deal, wouldn't you think? Now, you can see a headline here, breaking news, big oil money to enter Bitcoin, the 90-year-old Saudi Arabian. Now, clearly, this is the current prince. This is not the 90-year-old they're referring to, just FYI, but I digress. Here's what Max shared, 100%. The Saudis will make Michael Saylor look like a peanut. A $500 billion buy order, which is a half a trillion, triggering a god candle is a done deal. There you have it, coming directly from the high priest. Enjoy that orange pill, uh, you know what I mean? And shout out to CZ with his Middle Eastern uh, garments on here. But anyways, uh, Max also tweeted here, these two are teaming up to make Larry Fink, aka BlackRock and Michael Saylor look like peanuts with a buy order of 1 million Bitcoin and a $100,000 god candle. Send it Let's go. Now, he also wrote here, you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. That's a great quote. And someone asked him, how do you know this, Max? And he responded, I am an award-winning journalist. I make it my business to know stuff. There you have it. 
Now, also, we have the tweets regarding the God Candle, which is a $100,000 uptick in Bitcoin in play, which I'll cover here shortly. And also breaking news, I think two weeks ago, the world's largest oil company, uh, Saudi Amoco, partners with Japanese finance giant SBI Holdings to explore investing in digital assets. Why is this a big deal? Because this is the largest oil company in the world partnering with the largest Japanese bank in the world, and you know what a digital asset is, right? Bitcoin is the number one digital asset in the world, so they're basically saying they're getting ready to invest and make some major moves into Bitcoin. Max responded, translation, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Qatar about to drop $1 trillion into Bitcoin. God candle, send it. Max also recently tweeted, what poor people want is a no-cost way to protect whatever small amount of property they have, even if it's a dollar, from getting confiscated by rich people. Preach. Only Bitcoin provides a no-cost way to secure property for the first time in history. Poor people know that printing money with UBI only makes them poorer. Poor people want a chance to escape poverty. Their only real chance is Bitcoin. Very powerful words. Now, another recent headline, Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund is considering investing $500 billion into Bitcoin. Now, clearly, that's a tremendous amount of money. The Bitcoin market cap right now is just north of $800 billion. Some other tweets I'm going to be breaking down, Samson Mao's latest predictions for 2024. But first, I want to dive deeper into this story because it's pretty important. Bitcoin, as we all know, uh, has taken the world by storm and has been subject to debate amongst Muslim scholars and jurists. Some have argued that Bitcoin is haram, which means forbidden, because it is not backed by a tangible asset. It is subject to speculation and volatility and can be used for illicit activity. Others have claimed that Bitcoin is permissible because it's a form of money that can facilitate trade, and it's based on a transparent and consensus-based system, and it can empower the poor and the oppressed. Now, one of the most influential voices in favor of Bitcoin is... I don't want to mess up that name, but let's just say it's this 90-year-old Saudi Arabian cleric who is a member of the Council of Senior Scholars, the highest religious authority in the kingdom. Let's go. That's right. Now, this guy, uh, he made his legal opinion ruling back in 2018, deeming Bitcoin acceptable under Islam. In his fatwa, he addressed some of the common objections and misconceptions about Bitcoin and explained why he considers it to be a valid form of currency. First, he made the argument that Bitcoin is not a mere illusion or a virtual entity, but rather a real asset that has value and utility. He compared Bitcoin to gold and silver, which has also scarce and fungible commodities that are accepted as money by people. And he said the Bitcoin is similar to gold and silver and that it can be mined, exchanged, and stored. He also said the Bitcoin is different from fiat currencies, which are issued by governments and can be manipulated and devalued. He said the Bitcoin is more trustworthy, preach, and stable than fiat currencies because it is governed by mathematical rules and algorithms that ensure its limited supply to prevent inflation. Second, he argued the Bitcoin is not a form of gambling or speculation, but rather a form of investing and saving. He said the Bitcoin is not like conventional stocks or bonds, which are based on the performance of companies or governments. Thank God for that. He said that Bitcoin is based on the demand and supply of the market, which reflects the preferences and needs of the people. He said that Bitcoin is not subject to artificial manipulation or interference, but rather follows the natural laws of economics. He said that Bitcoin is not a zero-sum game where one party's gain is another party's loss, but rather a positive-sum game where everyone can benefit from its growth and development. 
Now, third, he argued that Bitcoin is not a tool for corruption or crime, but rather a tool for justice and freedom. Take that, Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond. He said a Bitcoin is not like conventional money, which can be traced and controlled by authorities. He said a Bitcoin is anonymous and decentralized, which protects the privacy and sovereignty of its users. Preach. He said a Bitcoin is not a means for money laundering or terrorism financing. Take that, uh, Pocahontas, but rather a means for charity and uh, zakat. He said that Bitcoin can help the poor and oppressed to escape from poverty and oppression by giving them access to a global and borderless financial system. He also stated he does not see any reason to prohibit or discourage Muslims from using Bitcoin as long as they do so with good intentions and follow the ethical principles of Islam. He said that he believes that Bitcoin is a blessing from Allah who has created everything for the benefit of mankind. He said that he hopes that Muslims will embrace Bitcoin as a way to enhance their economic and social well-being and to contribute to the advancement of humanity. So that's a pretty big deal. This coming from the head that everyone listens to who is Islamic. Now, let me know your thoughts. And uh, do you think 2 billion Islamics may be embracing Bitcoin as a result? Let me know your thoughts. And I actually want to share with you uh, in length this tweet Max shared. The God Candle is a $100,000 uptick in Bitcoin, which is in play. It'll shift the global axis of wealth and power in a single tick. I have one word for you, $100,000 Bitcoin God Candle fans, Qatar. The rumors are getting very loud on this. Their sovereign wealth fund is rumored to be looking to buy a half a trillion worth of Bitcoin. And you can see Bukele meeting with the Emir of Qatar. And then he updated here to add clarity. My source said, Bitcoin makes our half trillion dollar sovereign wealth fund effectively worthless. We should just convert all of it into Bitcoin. Now, hypothetically speaking, if Max is right and they uh, did convert their sovereign wealth fund into Bitcoin, how do you think that will likely take the Bitcoin price action? Do you think we'll have that Kaiser candle incoming? Let me know your thoughts. Now, I actually want to share with you these predictions from Samson Mao. He just recently published late last night. Here's Samson's predictions for the new year and salute family. Number one, Bitcoin all-time high. I think we all know that's a given. Number two, $1 million Bitcoin price. Oh my God, if he is right, we're all in for a pleasant surprise here around the corner. He also says that three nation states will implement a Bitcoin strategy. I also agree with that. Uh, he's been working behind the scenes with many of the world leaders and presidents, including in Colombia. Um, he just met with their president, sent them 100,000 Satoshis. He also doing work with uh, the Senator uh, Kempis over in Mexico. So there's a lot of... Um, speculation of which countries will likely adopt Bitcoin next as a legal tender. Let me know your thoughts. He also is going to engage 10 more countries for Bitcoin adoption. He also says Aqua Bitcoin drives LUSDT volume. He says liquid Bitcoin goes mainstream. Uh, Bitfinex securities take off and Bitcoin bonds from three more jurisdictions, not just in El Salvador. Let me know your thoughts on his bullish predictions. Now, also, he shared this tweet, a preview of things to come. This is the four Omega Bitcoin candle. Check this out. This is what would happen if we got a $400,000 Bitcoin candle sending the Bitcoin price to $428,000 per coin. Can you imagine it? Can you fathom it? Let me know thought or let me know your thoughts family because you never know what the future has in store with us. For Bitcoin. And there you have it. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!